with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Cho. Sorry about that. Um, lots coming up on the show. Uh, you were very welcome along to full time. I think I was off air there just for a second. Um, this is Sinead Kyo joining you for full time. Lots coming up between now and seven o'clock. I'm going to be speaking to the village's very own Owen Larkin. He's going to be talking about that great win for James Stevens in the Intermediate Camogie All-Ireland Intermediate Final. We're also going to be speaking to Paul Fitzgerald. Uh, Paul is the PRO of the Kilkenny GAA um, and the convention the Kilkenny GAA convention is happening down in O'Loughlin's uh, in a couple of hours time so he's going to be talking about all the vacancies open um, and going to be having a brief chat about uh, the year that has been uh, what a great year for Kilkenny GAA success in under 20 in the senior grade and in the junior football as well so looking forward to that chat that's coming up towards the end of the show uh, but first I am joined now I'm delighted to be joined in studio uh, by Perry Williams. She is the PRO for uh, Kilkenny Athletics County Board. Um, and what a day it was yesterday for athletics over in Italy. Huge medal hall um, and some Kilkenny representation there as well, Perry. Yeah, it was a fantastic day for both Ireland and especially for Kilkenny. So we had uh, four four Kilkenny City Harriers who were represented at um, Ireland in various categories. Um, we had Shay, Fit, Shay McAvoy, who was in the under-23 men, Peter Lynch in the senior men, Eva Richardson in the senior ladies and Hannah Keogh in the junior women. Yeah, um, and it was great to see there. I was just kind of reading up on it earlier on. Just so many people from around the county that were were competing over in um, Italy and just to see that they contributed to so many medals for Ireland. But I think in general, Perry, it is just a great time for the sport, isn't it? Uh, even when you compare it to the last championships um, where there was three medals uh, that Ireland took home, uh, you can really see now that it's tangible that the progression of, of athletics um, it's there for everyone to see really isn't it? Yes, Ireland has traditionally had a good uh, medal haul from cross country championships and the last number of um, iterations of the European cross country it's we've really come into our own um, we tend to these days you know send full teams to European championships which is brilliant for the athletes and especially for the younger athletes knowing that they can make a transition and still have you know events that they can aim for while that transition is in progress so yeah it's, it's great I mean last year in Dublin I think right across Europe people hailed it as you know being a tremendous success and the crowds in Dublin were unbelievable probably even more crowds in Dublin as spectators go than there were in Turin um, on Sunday yesterday but it certainly was a really good event um, you know with so much Irish participation it was a very very strong team of over 40 athletes who went out um, and you know spectators I think at one point on I was listening to several several countries broadcasts and you know I heard it on a few different broadcasts that um, Ireland seemed to have the most spectators of all the non-Italians that were there so right, okay. clearly we follow our athletes. Yeah yeah that's great that, that's, that's really great to hear that there was such a huge following that went over 
over to Italy. Um, there was no, there were no uh, individual gold medals, but Nick Griggs came uh, very, very close yesterday. He was actually ahead, but something happened there towards the end. Would you mind just talking yeah. us through that? Yeah. So he just um, he slipped on an icy patch. So he did everything he could. I mean, he's just he's coached by Mark Kirk in um, Northern Ireland, and Mark, you know, himself was an athlete. His two children are athletes, so he's he's, he's quite involved and he's he's a good guy. Um, so he's done a lot of work with Nick. He tamed him in in terms of his training, um, and and you know I suppose the instructions for for Nick were just basically on the last lap, just go for it. If you're up there in the front, just go for it. So on that last hill before you went into the Galleria de Caruso, um, you know that's the indoor section. He got slightly ahead, came out of it in the lead and just went for the last 470 metres. They hit the icy patch. He'd already, you know, gathered a little bit of a lead on um, Will Barncourt. And I suppose he just hit the icy patch the wrong way, skidded a little bit, you know, stumbled slightly, didn't fall. And that threw him off balance a bit. And you could see him on camera where he was just wavering from side to side. So that was just trying to gather momentum. And unfortunately, I suppose, you know, uh, Will was much stronger at much bigger and physically when it comes to that power over just a few metres it's the bigger athlete is going to gain it so unfortunately Nick lost out on this occasion. Yeah but as we said there came agonisingly close to the gold medal but I'm sure he'll be happy to have walked away with the silver uh, nonetheless. Uh, I just want to talk to you a bit Perry about the year ahead because we are getting towards the end of 2022 now and we're kind of in that mode now where we're looking forward um, and I just want to ask you about maybe some of the athletes that are up, up and coming within the county I know that you mentioned some of them there just at the start of the interview but uh, what uh, what talent do do we have within the county that we can you know some athletes that are really look um, showing uh, real potential that, that we might see more of in 2023 I think yeah we'll see the four guys that were in Turin at the weekend, they should sustain their, you know, their running abilities. You know, they're, they're progressing, you know, Shay's doing tremendous in America. Um, you know, Peter's, Peter's finished scholarship now. So, you know, he'll be going into the senior ranks. And then on the home ground, we have athletes like Alex Cullen. He recently, um, did very, very well in the combined events, got an international in Scotland. He's been doing really well in long jump, um, showed some great form this year. Um, so he's KCH and, you know, I think in comes, when it comes to combined events and things like long jump and high jump, he's showing great form that will bring him through. Um, in in St. Joseph's, you have Lily Ryan. She's only she's only 15 years of age, but she's showing great ability in race walking. And, you know, if she decides that that's going to be her sport, she's somebody to watch for in the future. She's definitely got the stamina, the technique and everything. And, you know, has already made herself quite noticed. Um, in um, St. Senens, we have a crew of middle distance athletes. Um, David Williams, Road Long, Eve Dunphy, Charlotte Carpendale, and you know those four are juvenile still, but they're starting to transition into that junior ranks. Quiva Feeling was injured this year, but she's coming up there as well. And similarly in KCH, you've got a crew of middle distance athletes as well. Hannah, who was there at the weekend, um, and then you also have Billy Coogan and um, Rory McAvoy, who's Shay's brother. So there's 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 a dearth of talent there. And you know if you go younger, you know I, I love to mention so many that are eleven and twelve because you don't know where, where they will lie in another two years but yeah. you know whether it's Gore and Thomastown Castlecombe or Barrow Harriers you know St. Senna St. Joseph's KCH there's loads and loads of talent in the county at the moment 
And there's so many athletes as well uh, to aspire to be like as well. There's, you know, uh, even if you're looking at the, on, on the national scale, I, I noticed during the week that uh, Kieran McGean is nominated for Sports Person of the Year. So that's really, um, as I said, inspiring for all of these athletes that we mentioned to, to see the heights that the likes of Kira um, are reaching. Uh, and on, that was only a couple of months ago there that uh, she beat Sonia O'Sullivan's record. So, yeah really really positive time I think for the sport Perry. Yeah and it's always nice to have somebody to aspire to I mean back in the 1980s was a big boom time in athletics in Ireland and you had the likes of Eamon Coughlin, John Tracy Ray Flynn, there were so many big names out there on the world stage so we're getting to that stage again where we've athletes like Kira McGee and even Dara McElhenney didn't have a great race at the weekend. You know, Even our own local athletes, you know, some of them are starting to move up there too we've a guy called Jordan Knight um, who's doing very well as well. So um, we have, you know, um, we have some of the other athletes who uh, are kind of starting to transition into junior, senior. And, you know, while they're not the big names right now, if they continue going as they are, like Lena Manning, for example, she's in senior. Um, she, she's really good for 100 metre runners. So there's, there's plenty to look for in our own local ground, as well as on the Irish national. And, you know, if some, sometimes you have to look that they're women as well. So they're doing quite well on the female front. Yeah, and um, I wanted to ask you as well, Perry, because I know that you've been on with me a couple of times before, but we've never really had the opportunity to delve deep into your own role as PRO. Uh, but I just want to, to ask you about, um, you know, how that role has evolved and what are the kind of, I suppose, the day-to-day duties as a PRO um, of the Kilkenny County Board and, and what that entails. Well, be under no illusion, this is a voluntary sport. <laughs> so, you know, when it calls day-to-day role, I suppose it's because it's voluntary, we do what we can in the time that we have. So whether you're PRO, whether you're chairperson, secretary and so forth, everybody in Kilkenny Athletics is volunteers and totally volunteers. So from a PRO perspective, I suppose I just take whatever opportunity I can to promote athletics in the county. I've got a regular slot on the Kilkenny people, you know, I speak on KCLR um, as well. It was a little bit more regular, just time constraints this year didn't allow it for myself. Um, but yeah, we just take it whatever chance we can and promote athletics through whatever medium we can. I mean, in terms of the other roles on the county board, when we hold regular county board meetings, just like any county board would, and we try and run and organise events, whether it's the county championships, whether it's preparing teams for Leinster championships. For example, we run a number of squad days in the winter so that we can get all the kids together, the juveniles together, and they train as a group before the Leinsters and All-Irelands. So we just look for lots and lots of different ways to promote athletics. Yeah, well, well done. You're doing an incredible job job and um, thank you so much for coming in to me today Perry it's lovely to, to be talking to you face to face in studio um, and as I said before it's great to see athletics go from strength to strength but uh, don't be a stranger and hopefully you can come back in to us again very soon to, to have a chat all things athletics Okay thank you Sinead Thanks so much for that Perry uh, that was uh, Perry Williams there she's the PRO for the Kilkenny County Board I am going to take a quick ad break now coming up after the break we're going to be talking about that great win for James Stevens in the Intermediate Camogie Club uh, semi-final yesterday, that five-point victory over Castle Gar. So that's coming up right after this ad break. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, as I mentioned just before the ad break there, James Stevens are through to an Intermediate Camogie final. Uh, they're going to be playing Clonduff of County Down on Saturday at GAA HQ Croke Park. 
Um, and yesterday, Martin Quilty and Anya Fahi, of course, were commentating um, on the semi-final and Martin caught up with the one and only Fan Larkin uh, after that game and his granddaughter was playing um, for uh, James Stevens in that match and he had a quick chat with Fan after the game. So have a listen to this. Fan Larkin, you're not only a Kilkenny legend, but you're also a James Stevens legend as well. And you've just witnessed your granddaughter win the All-Ireland semi-final and she's on her way to Crow Park next weekend. You're a happy granddad. Oh yes, very happy. But it's not just about Hannah. Hannah, we say, I know all them girls since they were playing under 16. And you had Hannah Scott, you had the Dealey girl and, and Lucy McGrath, the goalkeeper. They were brilliant today. And that's not leaving off Sophie the Wire and them. They were brilliant. And they met a very good team. They were lucky enough to hang on there in the last 10 minutes. They did. Casagar put it up to yeah. him. There was a purple patch there for oh, a while. Yeah, yeah, purple patch and our goalkeeper was very good. Yeah, Lucy had an exceptional game. Yeah. And why you do say it's not all about the one player. You are a granddad and to have a, a granddaughter playing on the team yeah, well, had, is exceptional. But there, the 1-15 to 15 today were exceptional. Yeah, yeah, I had two in then. I had a, a Gary him in a sub. Usher Jenna was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we hope God now it'll go well. It is really something new for us. We say we're not a, a real long camogie. T- we say the club is not that long in camogie, you know. They're in it for about 15, 20 years. But that wouldn't be long compared to, we say, Liz Downey and Mullinavash. But it's great for us, you know. Tell us what it means to the club itself. I mean, you've been a village man all your life. What does it mean to the club out there now, fan, to get to a club baller in final, and especially to get to Crow Park? Well, it means everything now, because at the general meeting, we co-opted the club into the one club now. It is James Stevens' Hurland Club and Camogie Club. Yep. The Camogie Club was separate, but it was to use all our facilities. But it's unbelievable. It's brilliant. I didn't think we'd see Croke Park for a long time, even in senior now, because we're not going that well in it. But uh, It takes the women to show up the men sometimes. Well, you have to have a good woman behind you. <laughs> and no doubt she'll be there next weekend. Well, well, if God spares me, I'll be there. Perfect, good man, fan. That was a very proud fan Larkin there talking about his granddaughter Hannah and how well she got on uh, yesterday in that uh, semi-final there um, and of course they're going to be true to an All-Ireland Club final next Saturday in Croke Park and speaking of Hannah, she spoke to Martin Quilty after the game. Hannah Scott, congratulations, you're true to the All-Ireland Club final with James Stevens next weekend and you're heading to Crow Park. How do you feel? I've no words, Martin. I'm actually over the moon. Uh, the entire team is as well and we can't believe it, to be honest. We're, we're lost for words at the moment. We're a bit emotional as well. We can't believe we're in there. You've grown and grown in this competition. Every game you played, you got better and better. And to come up against the Galway champions and the Connacht champions and to beat them here today in UL, it's a fantastic achievement. Like for such a small club like yourselves, and you know, people didn't expect you to get through to it, but you have. You're there. Yeah. And it's a great day for the club and it's a great day for the parish. Yeah, it is. And Castlegar, they're, they're a brilliant team and they have great players. And uh, they really stuck it up to us. Like we, there was touch and go a few times and we were, they were really a, a good competitive 
championship team so um, we're absolutely delighted to be there and to get a win on the end of the day and to go to Crow Park next week so we're looking forward to it It was a tough day uh, conditions itself when we arrived down here the main pitch itself was frozen and you were shifted onto the all weather 5G pitch here the game was frantic like what's, is there a big difference in playing a normal grass and playing on the 5G absolutely yeah the ball moves far faster we've actually been training on AstroTurf during the week um, for a few weeks there just with the weather um, so that kind of stuck to us doing the training during the week we were out in um, Kilkenny College so it stuck to us we had our touch right and um, no look we're happy now we got the win so um, just at the end of the day I suppose yeah the ball did move faster and it was touch and go there when my heart was nearly in my mouth when the ball came in past me but uh, we got it out so we're happy yeah you have a great going bunch of players there and your forwards as always play very very well but I thought the backs today were exceptional you know you didn't give away too many silly frees like you had done in the previous games Chloe Broderick was their main threat and you really didn't give her that much opportunity as well so the backs and Lucy Pear McGrath in the goal you played very very well yeah I played with Chloe there when I was in college with her and uh, she's an exceptional player so that was one of our main threats and we, so we knew we had to kind of put it up to her um, so yeah when the ball came in we just kind of had to keep calm keep cool um, and just work the ball out really communicate to each other and work it up the pitch that's the main thing we, and we did that today so we're all very proud of ourselves and can't wait for next week now why wouldn't you you were there last year with yeah. the intermediate team in 2021 wasn't a good day but it's going to be there this time now with all your friends growing up all your teammates it's a completely different dynamic absolutely yeah uh, last time <laughs> uh, I won't talk about it but <laughs> it wasn't a good day at the office so uh, hopefully now next next uh, Saturday will be a different ball game altogether and we're just going to bring our bring our fight and bring our spirit to the game and hopefully we'll play as a game and play as a unit so hopefully we'll go out and we'll do the job well congratulations you deserve the victory and we're certainly enjoying following you all the way through now go enjoy the celebrations today thanks William Martin thank you that was Hannah Scott there speaking to our very own Martin Quilty. We're going to be talking all things James Stevens after the break as well. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Owen Larkin. He's been on the show many times before, but really looking forward to that chat with the village man. So that's coming up right after these. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, we're talking all things James Stevens just before the break and we're going to continue that conversation now. Uh, the Village booked their place in Saturday's All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie Final after a five-point victory over Castlegar uh, on, in Saturday's semi-final in the University of Limerick. And to talk all things James Stevens and lots more, I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by proud village man Owen Larkin. Owen, are you there? Yeah, I'm here today, yeah. Hi, Owen. How are you doing? Great, great. Can't complain now. Good, good. Good to hear from you again. It's been a while. It has, it has, certainly <laughs> has. But look, um, it's, it's great to be talking to you now um, the week before the All-Ireland Intermediate uh, Camogie final. So yeah. we're really looking forward to it. Ah, it's great stuff. Like it's, it must be uh, great for yourself. As I mentioned there, a proud village man to, to see the Camogie club just really go from strength to strength on um, what a year it's been for them. Actually, it's been it's been an unbelievable year, you know, at, at various levels in in the club, um, and only this year, um, the the hurling the hurling and camogie club have joined up as well. So they're all as one now, which probably should have been, you know, for for the last number of years. But look, um, it's great to see the two clubs coming together now, and uh, obviously the, there's huge work being done in the camogie club over the past number of years to try and get this far and uh, to try and promote promote the game for for more girls and you know, you'd have to take your hats off because they've started from scratch and uh, slowly but surely climbing the ladder. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about, uh, you know, formalising that relationship there between the GAA and the Camogie Association, because it's always been there as a informal, I suppose, uh, relationship and sharing of facilities and so on. But uh, coming together like this in a more formal way, I think, can just make uh, everything uh, better for everyone, for the GAA and for the, the Camogie Association as well. But uh, just back to the the Camogie, I know that you are, um, you're, you're a dad to, to girls and I know that your your little ones play uh, camogie as well so you know it must be very heartening for for you to see that their future certainly it's secure uh, within within the club and uh, you know within the county as well camogie is just really thriving at the moment It is especially in Kilkenny I think um, you know as I said before there's huge work on into the club itself, you know, to, to keep girls involved, to get girls involved first of all and keep girls involved and, you know, like hats off to everybody that volunteers their time and, and efforts that because, like I said, there is huge work on it and, yeah, a couple, uh, well, only one of them plays now at the moment, the 11-year-old, so, but she's mad into it now and, you know, loves everything about it and, you know, hurling her hand all the time and, like you say, it's it's great that there's a future there for her now, you know, if she wants to continue down that road and so far so good she does and, you know, the facilities and all that kind of stuff is, are there now for her um, and for all other girls in the county as well and, you know, I know all over the country there's a huge push on, on camogie and, and keeping girls involved as well. So it's brilliant. It's brilliant to see. Um, and it's brilliant then for obviously the young girls in the club to to see that the adult team, you know, is still going two weeks before Christmas. And, you know, that's I think that that can't be underestimated either, the, you know, the importance of that. Definitely and seeing those girls yeah, get up to Crow Park, I think that's you know, win, lose or draw on Saturday. Um what the girls you know, what the intermediate team have done for the for the younger girls in the club has been unbelievable and uh you know, we're all so proud of them. Yeah, and like to think that this is their first time to win an intermediate final and now they're contesting uh you know, an all Ireland final as well in the same year and uh with like very you know, really high um, chances of, of going on and, and winning it as well and, and you mentioned there as well on all the girls that they have to look up to and even you know girls from your own club that are representing the county there Neve Dealey and Michelle Teagan and um, Sophie O'Dwyer as well it's, it's just brilliant just brilliant to see um, but uh, yeah I, I just wanted to um, to ask you as well are you, are you heading up to it I'm, I'm sure pardon the pun here now but I'm sure the whole village are going to be heading up to Crow Park on Saturday are they? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Yeah, I'll definitely be making my way up to it. Um, didn't get down on, on Saturday, obviously, with the weather and things like yeah. that. So, um, but look, I was following it intently on, on KCLR and on Twitter as well. Uh, when I was out of the car, so um, it was delighted to see the girls go over the line. And look, like you said, um, you know, <clears throat> first time in the intermediate grade, uh, we were betting the final the betting the final last year, which was probably maybe a blessing in disguise for them because, you know, they're a young group of girls 
Um, uh, like I, I think there, there might be maybe one over 25 on the team and uh, they're a young group of girls and, and probably that experience last year probably um, you know it stood to them it stood them good steps coming into this year but um, you know they're running they're running Leinster then um, and they're running the All-Ireland series now will hopefully give them the confidence and the belief that they can compete at senior level in Kilkenny which is you know where every girl wants to be I suppose when they start playing Camogie but look like I said win, lose or draw now on Saturday you know they've done the club they've done themselves and their families proud and but obviously you know winner takes all and we'll, we'll hope that we can get one more over the line Yeah definitely and you mentioned there they have uh, the senior grade to look forward to in 2023 as well so win, lose or draw as you said um, there's there's plenty there to be positive about uh, but two Kilkenny teams heading up to Croker uh, this weekend on uh, we have the Ballyhale Shamrocks Valley Gunner match to look forward to on Sunday um, how do you see that one going? Yeah look I suppose from, from the All-Ireland final last year I think it's the match everyone wanted to see um, I, I watched Ballygunner against Napiersig, um a couple of weeks back and uh, I really thought after the first half that I was after seeing the All-Ireland champions in Napiersig, but like uh, Ballygunner just came back it came roaring back into the game I was very impressed with them in the second half that they, um, they kind of they hung in for long periods in the first half and kind of kicked on in a, then in the second half but look the Shamrocks won't have any fear of them. Um, they'll feel that, they'll, that they left the All Ireland behind them last year, and I'm sure this is the one game that they that they really wanted to get, um, and they have it now. So look, it has the makings of a great game. Uh, I can't wait to sit down and watch it now. And um, look, this is uh, like I said, this is the game everybody wanted to see from from after the All Ireland final last year. So it has the makings of a really, really, really good game. It does, and there's plenty of um, plenty of motivation there uh, for for the Shamrocks as well. I think they were just reading the body language and some of the post match interviews there uh, that they did. Uh, you know, Colin Fenley, uh, a few of the other lads, uh, they were chatting to KCLR after the game, very disappointed with themselves and how they performed in the second half against Kilmacud Croaks. So you know, they'd want they'll want to kind of go and um, prove themselves, I suppose, against Bally. Gunner. And then, of course, there's last year's upset, uh, not being able to, to finish out uh, and, and win that game in the All-Ireland Club final against Ballygunner last year. So there's definitely a lot of incentive there on, a lot of motivation uh, going into this match. Yeah, there is. There's huge, you know, like, <clears throat> obviously last year, you know, losing the All-Ireland like they did, that'll be a huge motivation for them. You know, they'll, they'll want to right those wrongs. But then again, I think they're going into the game, you know, in a perfect position that, you know, they hurled so well the last day against Kilmacud in the first half. And, you know, they, they took maybe took their foot off the pedal slightly in the second half and Kilmacud came roaring back into it. So I'm sure the management will be kind of drilling that into them this week that they can't afford to, to do that again. So... But look, the motivation will be to try and get to the All Ireland final, and you know both teams, both teams will have that motivation. And I, I suppose from a Ballygunner point of view, um, a lot of lads kind of have said that you know they, they kind of robbed the Shamrocks last year with the last minute goal, and they'll want to kind of cement their place as you know they deserve to win last year, and um, and that's what they'll be doing. And you know I, I I've been. More impressed with Bally Gunner this year than I, than say I was last year before the final. Um, I think getting that monkey off their back has really kind of 
spur them on to a new level, confidence ways and that kind of stuff. So look, like I said, it's going to be a, it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, and you know, it'll be nip and tuck all the way. I'd say, you know, I wouldn't be writing off Ballyhale either because Ballyhale or Ballyhale and, um, they're well able to stick into, into games, you know, even if they're not playing well. So, um, is it making a really, really good game and can't wait to watch it? It does own. Yeah, definitely. I suppose the one thing that people are, that, that they're analysing based on, uh, the Bal- Ballyhale's performance against Kilmacroaks is how they let a 14 point lead be whittled down to, to just a one point margin then between the sides. And, uh, just from watching the game yourself, like what, what did you make? Make of that, and 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 how do you see that maybe they might be able to rectify that against Ballygoner? Yeah, look, like I said, I think it was maybe a case of Bally Hale thinking that they had the job done at half time, and probably Kilmacud not playing up to scratch in the first half, and and had a you know a very decent second half, I suppose. Um, but look, like it was all it was all about winning the last day and getting to the getting to the semi final, and they done that, you know the. They held out and they, and they saw it out and got their victory, which is what they they would have wanted. And like I said, they won't be happy with their second half performance, but the management, I'm sure, will use that as a as a kind of a stick to beat them with. That you know they can't afford to take their foot off the pedal the next day. It has to be for sixty minutes, and um, you know it's it's a, it's a great way to focus the mind as well. Um, that maybe they thought we were going to cruise to a Leinster Leinster championship and. Um, now they know, you know, they can't afford to take their foot off the pedal. So, um, mentally, I suppose more than anything, it'll be a, it'll be a help to them this weekend. Oh, and I want to ask you as well. I know that it's a story that's been doing the rounds over the last week, and a lot of people upset by the fact that the uh, Ballyhale Ballygunner fixture is on at the same time as uh, the World Cup final. And I just, I just want to get your thoughts or your opinion on that. How, how do you feel about that whole fiasco? <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, to be honest about it, it doesn't surprise me because it's not the first time it's happened uh, with other sporting occasions. But um, look, I, I personally, myself, I think the GAA should have come together. They, like everybody knows when the World Cup final is going to be on and I thought they should have um, they should have changed the time, you know, to suit everybody because, you know, you, you will have lads travelling up to up to Dublin as well and you know, everybody wants to watch the World Cup final as well. You know, any sporting person or person that's uh, interested in sport wants to watch the World Cup final so now they're going to that's have to make a decision whether it's going to be the World Cup final or, or the or the All-Ireland Club final and uh, I think it was wrong with the GA maybe to um, make people choose and that they should have been more accommodating with the time uh, and you know even if they did make a mistake they could have they could have came back and said look uh, we made a mistake you know we're going to change the time and accommodate the World Cup final but look that's the GAA for you um, they're controversial in these kind of things and once they once they Usually, once they make a fixture, usually they, they don't go back on it. And, you know, that's the disappointing thing about it. Um, but look, it has happened, you know, with GAA and Camogie fixtures and ladies Gaelic football fixtures over the years. And I don't think it's going to, it's going to change for a World Cup final. Yeah, it's it's very disappointing because it's uh, as you were saying there on like you know if you're if you're a sports person you're a sports person and you know the World Cup only comes around four time like every every four years so it's um, yeah. yeah it's going to be a difficult choice but um, but yeah look I suppose the, the the GAA don't tend to help themselves sometimes in these scenarios 
but uh, um, look great that we have two Kilkenny teams up in Crow Park as I said uh, this weekend uh, Owen always a pleasure talking to you thanks so much for, for coming on and, and chatting to us and hopefully I'll be talking to you again soon and, and all the best to James Stevens and Bally Gunner uh, this weekend in, in Crow Park no bother Sinead thanks a million thanks so much for that Owen uh, that was uh, Owen Larkin there talking about uh, his own club James Stevens, uh, and their qualification for the Intermediate Camogie Club Final and that's going to be played uh, on Saturday and it's going to be broadcast uh, from KCLR here as well um, you can listen to that game it, it will be on at quarter past four and you can hear it here on KCLR um, as always so uh, we're just just going to um, give you a quick update now actually um, from all that was happening over the weekend in the Carlow District League and in the Kilkenny District League as well first uh, we'll hear from Brian O'Reilly unfortunately a lot of the uh, Kilkenny or sorry the Carlow uh, District League games um, had to be postponed but he's going to fill us in on what is going to be coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks Good evening Sinead yeah, unfortunately, all games this weekend were postponed. Um, and whilst in certain parts of the county yesterday, it certainly looked like a lovely day for soccer, it was a decision we had to make early um, at the weekend. We were due to have two big Premier League games on Friday evening and the freezing fog and the very poor visibility and the very poor weather forecast uh, for the weekend wasn't helping and clubs were looking for an early decision. So we, the executive committee made a decision at five o'clock on Friday to postpone everything for the weekend in light of the orange weather warning that was issued. Um, and all games on Saturday were postponed and it's just as well. The ground was frozen solid for most parts of the country until three or four o'clock. So whilst certainly some areas yesterday you might have been able to play soccer on health and safety grounds, travelling wise and things like that, we had to make an early decision. Sometimes these decisions go the correct way. Sometimes you look back and wonder, could we have done something different? But in hindsight, it was the safest thing for everybody to do was to make that decision on Friday. Our leagues are pretty much well ahead of schedule, so we didn't really lose any significant ground. Uh, those fixtures that were due to be played will now be played on the weekend of the 7th and 8th of January. The KCLR Shield quarterfinals are still going ahead this week with St. Pat's and New Oak playing each other in the big game on Wednesday night. And then we've got Parkville and Cretty Yard on Sunday morning and Mill Celtic and Collection. Uh, Vale already beat Bottom Glass last week, so that will have us down to the last four in the KCLR Shield and they will play their semi-finals at some point in January so we're looking forward to the Christmas break hopefully an improvement in the weather in January and we'll get ourselves right back on track in the new year we've also got New Oak playing in the fourth round of the LFA Junior Cup on the 29th of January and the big one in the LFA Senior Cup on the 6th of February two big games to look forward to in Carlow those two weekends so hopefully the new year brings some good soccer for us that was uh, Brian O'Reilly there, the PRO of the Carlow District League, filling us in on everything that's happening uh, within the county there, soccer-wise. And we're going to hear now from Stevie Cahill. He is the PRO of the Kilkenny and District League. 
Good evening, Sinead. It was an unusually quiet weekend around Kilkenny with the weather playing havoc with most of our fixtures. A large proportion of games were cancelled due to health and safety. Most of the games that went ahead were played on Astro. And on Sunday, Castle Warren had a big win in the Junior Division 2 League by beating Thomas down 8-0 to remain top of the league. Evergreen and East End played out a nil-all draw in Division 3 also on Sunday. On Saturday then, Bridge United and East End played out a 3-all draw in the Under-19 Division 1A League. And while River Rangers beat Evergreen 4-3 away from home, also in the same league uh, there's one game going ahead this evening in the girls under 18 league with the two evergreen teams meeting at 8 o'clock on the Kells Road That was uh, Stevie Cahill there just filling us in on everything happening there in the Kilkenny and District League We're going to take a quick ad break now coming up after the break I'm going to be talking to Kilkenny GAA PRO Paul Fitzgerald uh, about the Congress that's happening in O'Loughlin Gales and a number of positions to be filled in the Kilkenny uh, County Board so I'm going to be filled in on all of that the vacancies down there just after this ad break Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. And I'm going to be sp- speaking to uh, Paul Fitzgerald, uh, Kilkenny uh, PRO, in just a second. But I just want to give a result there from the Leinster College's Senior Hurling B Championship. Uh, Abbey Community College, uh, they lost out to Wexford CBS there. Uh, it was Wexford CBS 216. Abbey, um, Abbey College, it was nine points. So 216 to nine points. So hard luck there to um, to Abbey Community College on that one. Just wanted to give that quick update there but uh, the Kilkenny County Board's annual congress that's taken place tonight with a number of high profile positions to be filled and as I said uh, just a second ago I am joined on the line now by Paul Fitzgerald. He's the Kilkenny PRO uh, to tell us a little bit about uh, what's going to, be, to go down at that congress uh, today. Uh, Paul how are you doing? Good evening, Shade. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Um, Paul, this is the, the first Congress now to take place in person for a couple of years, so I'm sure it's going to be nice for, for you all to gather together down in, in all Aucklands this evening. Absolutely. Look, it's fantastic to be back and in person, I suppose. The last two years have, have taken place um, with COVID as a backdrop and, and um, online. So it, it's not the same, to be honest. So it is a, a much welcome relief to be back this evening in person and everyone can actually see each other and, and, and mingle. And I suppose, hopefully, uh, carry out the business as efficiently as possible. And uh, talking business then, there's a number of vacancies to be filled. So would you mind just kind of giving us the lowdown on what those positions are? Yeah, look, I suppose um, we're probably in a unique situation. The five-year-old, five-year rule for the GA, um, of course, uh, comes into play for, for our officers. Um, the chairperson's role, Jimmy Walsh, is, will be uh, completing his five-year term this evening, and that will be going to PJ Kenny in, in Liz Downey. PJ was the, the sole nominee for the role of chairperson. So PJ will be chairperson following over as county secretary from Connor Deneath. Uh, Connor's five-year term is up. Um, and for the role of vice chairpersons, there will actually be an election there. There's, there's actually two 
and Jim Fenley from Danesforth will be contesting that. Uh, my own role, my own role as PRO, so my five-year term is up, unfortunately, as much as I enjoyed it uh, over the five years. So there's three people contesting that, uh, Shane Kavanagh from Dixborough, Mary Morgan from Piltown, and Caroline Clifford from Clara. Um, so there's a number of elections. There's also an election for which I'm standing for myself with the Leinster representatives. So there's three people going for two positions. So, look, a busy evening ahead of votes, potentially. Um, and, of course, we have the, the review, the different reports as well, um, from the chairperson, the secretary and the treasurer uh, for the year past as well. Brilliant stuff. And I know that you mentioned there you're going to be standing uh, down yourself as um, the, the PRO, but I'm sure it was definitely a role that you thoroughly enjoyed over the last five years. Absolutely. Yeah, I suppose it's like all these things. It has changed, it changed massively from the time I went into the time I'm leaving it. Five years, it has certainly been a, a very quick, enjoyable um, and in some ways, I suppose, 25 years, you know, the changes that have taken place both in the job and in society. And I suppose if anyone had said we would be in lockdown and you'd be attending matches in Croke Park during COVID uh, with 80 other people there, you'd be looking at them with disgust maybe five years ago if, they, if you had said that to them. But look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My interaction with players, team managers, the county board, the executives, the clubs um, and supporters has all been fantastic. And uh, in many ways, it, you know, I probably I'm lamenting the fact that the five-year rule is in place. It's like it's a job I would probably like to do for another couple of years. But Rules are rules, and, and that's uh, the, 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 the say of the organisation. Definitely, and what a year it's been for Kilkenny GAA as well. I mentioned at the top of the show the success of the under-20s. Of course, the senior team getting to an All-Ireland and coming so close, and the junior footballers as well. Absolutely. Look, it's been a fantastic year and indeed we have middle presentation uh, night to be arranged now for January. It's fantastic that we had our seniors, you know, who, who you know represented us so well and got to the All-Ireland final and probably came up that little bit short. You'd, you'd like to think that another five minutes maybe they might have done it. We, we'll never know. Um, of course, our under-20s claim an All-Ireland victory and, um, you know, our, our junior footballers as well. So it has been a fantastic year. And that, and, you know, you take all the changes, all the work that goes on behind the scenes. And I think we were adding up games there recently. I think there was nearly 17 or 1,800 games across all all age groups um, uh, ran by the, the county board at different arms, whether it's junior board or board and over the senior board over the past year. So there's a fantastic amount of work going on in the background um, and it's a fantastic way, I suppose. And, uh, you know, when you look at the seniors and you, you see the fact that we're back in All-Ireland this year, um, we hope that, that obviously is, is our is our position every year that we're there or thereabouts and hopefully winning but all that background work goes into to getting to that stage. Definitely. Listen, thanks so much for your time today, Paul. I'll talk to you again soon. No problem. Thanks, Shane. Thanks Best very looking. much. Um, happy Christmas and happy, happy Christmas, Christmas to your listeners. to you Thank too. Thank you. That Bye. was Paul Fitzgerald there, the outgoing PRO for Kilkenny uh, County Board. That's all we have time for. Thank you so much to all of my guests that I've had on uh, over the course of the last hour. Own Kerry is up next for Fully Loaded. I will talk to you again next week. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahartzvolkswagen.ie.